My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today we are going to be talking about trance channeling. I'm going to share my story about how I got into it and just kind of discuss my fears, how I got out of them, and just what the experience is like in general. So, here we go! Alright, so on my subscription, we're doing a three-week little dive into how to trance channel. Um, so I wanted to make, ah, sorry, I lost my headphone. I wanted to make a podcast episode about it, um, just to kind of go more in depth about my experience and how I moved through, um, the fear because trans channeling can be a little bit funky. So I spoke with my dad last week, last, or whenever it was, about, we talked about trans channeling. And if you were a subscriber, you saw videos of him trans-channeling. His method of trans-channeling is very intense. Um, typically, trans-channelers are just sitting and speaking, such as Esther Hicks channeling Abraham. Um, there's a lot of people that channel ETs. Uh, and it's just a very calm thing. My dad's version is more embodied and a bit larger and louder. So there are a vast range of options there. And basically what's happening is you are allowing your consciousness to step aside and you're kind of like sharing your body with another being. I was very scared of possession in the beginning because I didn't fully understand what it was or how it worked and it just looked very spooky. So I want to, yeah, just kind of move through all of that. 
So when I was 16, my dad and I were going to the spiritual center and we started attending events by this lady named Wendy Kennedy. I believe I've spoken about her actually in an episode before. I may not, but I'm pretty sure. And she would channel the Pleiadians. And we used to go, she would have an event every month, and my dad and I would go to one every month, and that was my introduction to trance channeling. It was very interesting to me um, that she could just, like, close her eyes, and then all of a sudden she has this, like, Australian accent or something. Um, That's just how their energy came forward. And just how they would speak to people. It was just a very, very fascinating thing, and I was very intrigued, and I wanted to learn how to do that, too. In one of the events... She had explained that the way that she started trans-channeling is, I think she had met these Pleiadians, they were like guides for her or something, and they had instructed her to like begin writing or something, they were like, um, they wanted her to automatic write, um, channeling their energy, And then after doing that for like a year or something like that, she started, they wanted to speak through her. So then she started trans channeling. I was like, okay, great. I want to do this. Let me do it with the fairy realm. So I would go, I I, I don't know why, but particularly at my grandma's house, I would go to the front yard. I would get a journal out and I would try to start automatic writing. This is before I really knew what I was doing. Um, So I would just kind of go into a trance state and then try to have them write or draw through me. And Wendy had said that in the beginning, it's just a bunch of like nonsense. It doesn't make sense. It's just a bunch of scribbles sometimes. It takes a while for the flow to start flowing. And when I would try, I would get a bunch of nonsense. I would get shapes. Sometimes I'd get riddles or just random words. But all in all, it was just kind of a hot mess. And I, oh, you know what, actually? I think on Instagram, let me write this down. I will put up some pictures of the channeled uh, messages or the automatic writing that I would do at that time just for fun okay um so it was a bunch of nonsense and I was having a hard time kind of understanding what I was supposed to be doing there are two ways of automatic writing there's one where it's stream of consciousness basically you are connecting to an energy you're asking questions and you're allowing that energy to flow and you're just kind of interpreting it you're you're just writing whatever comes to mind and just actively like using your intuitive knowing to interpret whatever it is that's coming through. It is you that is writing, not something else. And the way that I was approaching it was having this other thing, like inhabit my body and write, but I wasn't surrendering enough to do that. It was just, I was stuck in this weird in-between. There is a form of automatic writing where you go deeper into a trance state and then let the being take over that's kind of what happens like if you are dancing and you're embodying something or if you're doing artwork and something kind of just takes over you're working in collaboration with an energy and just kind of surrendering to it and allowing it to guide you with that type of automatic writing 
you need to go deep into meditation in order to hit a trance state in order to surrender in that state your frequency needs to be really high so that's nothing not something that you just like are like okay go you know um I will say though for me personally I do have a tendency of completely surrendering to whatever energy I want to embody whether it's through dance or just channeling um so by practicing quick surrender and just being like okay I am this now and I release everything else I it has allowed me to tune into things a lot faster it's kind of helped my efficiency when connecting to energy I don't need to take as much time as before because I'm able to really surrender like water you know just like the fairy realm you know they're constantly moving so um yeah once you start getting comfortable holding a very deep meditative state you can try to start reaching that faster now after a while of um trying this weird trance writing and not really getting very far I would kind of fall off the practice and come back in and it was just kind of back and forth and I don't know it just didn't really resonate something didn't feel right and it's because I wasn't approaching it in the right way um but I just it didn't it wasn't for me so I left it alone um like I said would kind of dabble in here and there um but then I started focusing on like beings that passed away and my interests kind of uh, momentarily went somewhere else my dad However, got very into trance channeling. He spoke about his story in the episode with him. And seeing him, seeing his style of trance channeling was very uncomfortable for me because it's very loud. Talk about surrender, man. Like he just kind of goes all the way and lets things move through him it's very loud and and he just fully embodies whatever it is that's coming through usually a person will just be sitting there calmly but he like is very much a character when he trance channels and it was very scary for me for a long time when he was channeling I didn't want him to look at me like it just it freaked me out it was just too loud I didn't know what the heck was going on I didn't understand the dynamics so I was scared of possession I was scared there's some weird being in him that was gonna jump in me there was just so much fear surrounding it so I didn't want it I kind of lost interest in trance channeling because it's like I don't want to go there I don't want something in me I don't even want to deal with the possibility of possession you know it's like I've been scared of energy my whole life I'm just now starting to get comfortable with it why the hell would I want to dive into the ocean like that you know it was I was very scared of it as he kept doing it there uh are certain guides that would come through his main one was named Takahashi which he had trans-channeled in my in the video for subscribers you guys saw him um or you met him so Takahashi is a wonderful silly man um and seeing him channel Takahashi or experiencing that kind of growing a relationship with Takahashi started to allow me to become more comfortable with the idea of trans channeling and with the energies that were coming through. 
I would ask Takahashi questions. He would always lovingly answer them. I would feel Takahashi even when my dad wasn't trans-channeling. He just felt like this very warm being. And then my dad started trans-channeling the bird people who I've spoken about on my podcast. And they completely just clear the energy of spaces. So I'm like, okay, wow, this is really powerful. Maybe this isn't so bad. They scared me a little bit because the way my dad channeled them, it's very loud and very like intense. But it's like, wow, these things are here to help us. There's nothing scary about it. They're not going to hurt you. They're here to help you. So I started warming up to the idea. And I don't remember when the first time was that I trans-channeled. But I know early on there was a time where there was a shift happening in my consciousness and it felt like a new soul aspect of myself was coming forward and this new soul aspect was some like nature girl and I felt the need to paint my nails uh I I never wear nail polish and I had felt the need to paint them like a like a blue color I think and for some reason that blue color on my nails was was this like huge doorway to her energy So my dad and I were at my grandparents one night. I don't know why we were there, actually. Um, But we were uh, sitting on on, in the bedroom and I was telling my dad, like, there's this energy coming forward. Like, I feel like she wants to speak through me. So he's like, "Okay, let's talk about it. So I we were in conversation and he was kind of asking questions about who she was and what she wanted. And I felt myself. I felt her, uh, how do I explain this? It almost felt like she was downloading in my body. I felt her in my body. It was very warm. It was very safe. It was very comforting. And I felt this like warm, tingly feeling and this like urge or this uh, pressure in my throat. Like she wanted to speak. I needed to make sounds as her. So I kind of closed my eyes and just started answering his questions or no, I don't. Yeah, I this all happened very naturally. And this was a while ago, so it's a little bit fuzzy. But I remember answering his questions and I noticed that my voice got a bit deep. The way that I spoke slightly changed. The tone of my voice changed. The way that I felt in my body changed. And I was just kind of observing and allowing it to happen. And it was kind of tricky because it felt like I was stuffing another person in my body. So it took a lot of deep focus and surrender to hold it there because it kept wanting to come out because it's not how my body naturally operates, you know. So I kept having to like really focus on the sensation of her on my nail polish on things that kind of open the door to her energy in order to be able to keep it in my body in order to be able to share space with her so I continued to uh, converse with my dad and I kind of uh, since I felt safe and positive with this experience I kind of surrendered deeper into her energy by just uh it's the feeling of like floating in space there's a bunch of darkness all around 
but it's very warm and like you're just floating and things feel good you know things feel nice so I was just kind of trying to allow myself to float and hold on to this sensation of just complete surrender and to the warmth of like water warm water or something around my body and by focusing on that I kind of I wasn't aware of what I was saying or what my body was doing I was just completely lost in the sensation of expansion and her energy and just allowing my body to do whatever it needed to do. It's almost like dissociating in a sense, but rather than like becoming numb, you are, it feels warm and you are opening up rather than closing off and tuning out. If that makes sense, uh, it's almost like you are, instead of going in a turtle shell and just being, you are like opening your heart and feeling all of that love while allowing your body to just like do whatever it wants. It's a weird, it's weird. It's almost like doing two things at once, which is why it takes so much focus. Um, it's like multitasking to a very intense degree. So after that, I think it may have been the same day, but I'm not sure. I believe my dad started channeling Takahashi. It was like me channeling this girl ended up uh, causing him to channel. And so then we were both trance channeling while the beings we were channeling were like engaging with each other. It was very interesting. So he was channeling Takahashi. I was channeling this nature girl and they were just kind of conversing. Um, And my dad and I were just like, I don't know, in La La Land. We were in a trance state. Uh, I wish we had recorded it or something because that would have been very interesting. Whenever I trance channel, there are some things that I may um, remember. But for the most part, because my brain is just elsewhere I'm not fully present in my body because I'm allowing the being to kind of you know take over as it needs to I um I'm just somewhere else like when you're daydreaming you know there's only so much you can retain when you're um daydreaming so from there I started to trance channel um ETs With my friend Ivory, we used to do YouTube videos together. She had many interactions with um, ETs. And she would ask me to trans-channel some. So I started trans-channeling different ETs, which was cool. So I was getting regular practice. Um, I've also had many clients that were like married or in relationships with ETs, so they would want me to channel their um, like husband or wife or whatever, whatever, you know, and so that they could like have a conversation with them. And sometimes those would get (laughs) weirdly sexual, which was very weird because I'm, you know, it's like I'm, they're in my body and they're speaking and saying things but it's not me and I don't even know what's going on and it's just like it's just a weird it it can get weird as I started to trance channel more 
I started to learn where my faults were or where my weaknesses were and what I needed to uh, kind of fix to have a healthier practice. When I would trans channel a lot and not set strong boundaries, I would notice that like a part of the being would kind of stay with me throughout the day, which didn't feel right. I just felt a bit discombobulated. Like if you were to, um, if you were to imagine a person as a puzzle and you bring in a new energy. So it's like some of your puzzle pieces are taken out while new ones are put in place and then they kind of leave, but you didn't put your puzzle pieces back in. So now it's just like things are kind of floating all around everywhere. That's what it would felt like. I just didn't feel grounded. I didn't feel present, um, which would then naturally make me feel a bit heavy. So I, uh, it was a very important lesson that I really need to, when trans-channeling, like, it's not, it's a more advanced skill. It's not something that you just, like, whip out. It's not a party trick. Like, it's something intense that requires proper personal maintenance and, like, it's something sacred. So it needs to be treated as such. Otherwise, weird it's just you're gonna feel off because it's not just you know it's 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 a powerful thing where you need to mindfully um like utilize your whole being in order to do it so you need to honor yourself as this vessel of pure energy and pure love you know what I'm saying so I found that I really have to um like have a very strong grounding and centering meditation in the beginning and then once I'm done trans channeling I need to do another grounding and centering and like reassessing that like this is me this is my body here we are I'm present um whether that be to like go on a walk do another meditation um dance real quick pet an animal do some sort of artwork whatever it is I need to do something to just come back into my vessel and like fully experience it just to kind of like call in all my bits back one thing that I noticed is just due to the amount of concentration and effort it takes to trans channel it's very helpful for me personally to have something to keep my body busy so I usually have a crystal in in each hand that I'm just kind of like moving around it kind of keeps my body busy so that my body doesn't uh, I'm not like overly aware of everything because then that'll kick me out of the trance. It brings me too much into the physical. So if my body's just like blindly fiddling with something, it's like my body is satisfied, my body is interested in something, and then I can uh, dive deep into a trance state. It's almost like a little kid, you know, it's just like, look at this. Wow, isn't that cool? Great, I'm going to go take a nap. Um, so that's very helpful for me and that's something that I've noticed usually helps a lot of people. Crystals also have their own energy. Um, certain crystals are very helpful to, uh, bring bring out like psychic abilities and stuff like that or grounding or focus or whatever. So all of those things, it's like an extra little guide that you have with you. It's very important, especially in the beginning 
to be very clear and mindful about who and what you are channeling. You don't want to just allow anything in. It's like if you have a home, if, if somebody knocks on your door, you're not just going to allow everybody to come in and sit down and, you know what I'm saying, you can be picky. It's like you're a stranger. I don't know you. If you want to be friends, cool. Let's take some time to get to know each other, but I'm not just going to, like, let you into my house all of a sudden. It's the same kind of thing. Your body is your home. Treat it as a sacred place with guides. Get to know your guides. Get to know the energies. And that doesn't necessarily mean like having to see them and feel them and like have this like deep in-depth understanding of who, what, where, when they are, you know, but rather just be familiar with a certain kind of energy trust it, know it, call upon it, walk with it every day, invite it along with you every day, listen to it every day. And then after you have kind of established some sort of relationship or connection to it and you feel secure with it, then you can invite it to trans channel. The way that I'm approaching it on my um, subscription is we're going to start with... um, like trance writing, art, moving, stuff like that, just to kind of learn how to embody the energy. And then from there, we're going to trance channel through speaking. Um, because the speaking one, it there's something very vulnerable about it. It's like using all of your senses, you know, you're co- like essentially allowing a thing to just borrow your body. Um, so I found that starting with other ways of expressing and other ways of exploring energetic embodiment and becoming comfortable with those, it kind of just helps bridge it all a little bit better. So if you want to set an intention that like when you're dancing, it's like, okay, let me move as this guide. Let me feel the experience of this guide. What does it feel like? What is, how does my skin want to move? How do my bones want to move? Do I feel my bones? How are my muscles reacting? What parts of my bodies are engaged? Um, Same thing with writing. It's like, how do I want to write? What is the uh, style of my letters? Um, What kind of verbiage am I using? Do I want to draw? How am I drawing? What is guiding my drawing? What colors? What is the experience of this of this um, artwork? You know, with art especially, it's usually a very safe place for you to express yourself and explore things. Um, so it's a really great way to begin exploring embodiment um, before you kind of allow it to begin speaking through you. When it comes to speaking. It's very helpful also to start, you don't have to just go from zero to a hundred and then just have this thing talk through you, but just kind of like go into a trance state, invite the being in and then start humming or saying words or singing or, you know, just making random sounds. You just want to slowly kind of introduce your body to this kind of collaboration um, so that you feel safe and in control. Again, it takes more effort to keep a being in you than it does to kick it out. Literally, a siren goes by if you just like focus on that real quick the being's out it's been kicked out you're back in your body it takes so much effort to keep the being in there is no no issue at all whatsoever with possession at all whatsoever because it takes so much effort to keep it in it cannot stay there at all one visual I like to do is um, imagine my body is uh, like a tube 
like a light tube and imagine there's like oil or dish soap or something slippery in it. Um, so when I invite the being in, they're just I'm just kind of holding them in my tube. And then when I let them go, they just slip right on out. Nothing stays in me. They just slip out. Um, that's a very helpful visual if you want to um, explore that with energy embodiment. But again, you don't have to venture into all of this with the intention of trans-channeling and having this being in your body, but rather just getting to know certain energies with guides. It's like embodying them allows you to adopt certain traits of theirs that they're trying to teach you. If there's a guide that's very organized and you're very disorganized, just moving as them or writing as them or drawing as them allows you to begin exploring the experience of organization, which then allows your body to begin feeling safe within that and then allows you to make steps to uh, begin aligning with that. It teaches us trust and surrender. It teaches us that we are in control. You become much more aware, in tune, and just present in your environment and your place in it and how things help you and like how you can collaborate things uh, collaborate with things it also allows you to kind of deal with energies better uh, because you begin conversing with more energies you feel more confident in your exchange you're able to start noticing little nuances because you're interacting with them on a much deeper level you know what I'm saying I also like to like trance channel like reiki energy or specific symbols if you're reiki certified allow that symbol to become you or you you know allow it to settle in your body and operate as it what does it feel like to do that it's almost like um, an acting exercise in a way when I was pursuing acting it definitely felt like I was trance channeling a lot and that's actually the intention or the approach that I would take I would allow a certain being or a couple beings that correspond to certain to whatever character it was that I was playing and I would essentially allow them to download in my body I would surrender to it and kind of allow them to take over the scene even in your day-to-day if you're experiencing imposter syndrome or something like that oh that's actually something that I would use a lot if I was learning a sport or I was learning uh, a new skill or something at school and I was having a hard time with it or if I just wanted to improve quickly I would literally trans channel somebody that's already mastered it and kind of allow them to be in my body with me so that we can kind of work together. They can correct my form or they can help me um, kind of grasp the information better. So there's a lot more to trance channeling than just sitting and talking and giving out information. Being able to have or share space with energies in your body and just become more embodied in your spiritual practice provides so much access to so much out there um, which can help in so many areas. I think that's about all I have to say on that topic. I'm going to put up a um, little like question box or whatever. Um, I believe it's only available on Spotify, but I'm going to, if you are listening on Spotify, I'm going to put up a little question thing. If you have any questions about trance channeling or this topic in general, feel free to reach out. If you want to reach out to, to me on Instagram at channel with Amber or email me channel with Amber at gmail.com. I will, um, I can make a second part just kind of answering questions about 
yeah just anything about this topic if you have any other questions and yeah i think that's about all thanks for listening my friends as always i love you and i'll talk to you soon Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time. Thank you.